welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. I'm Drama Geek. I'm K-Muse. And I'm Carrie the Mockney. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons. And our patrons get an, also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. We're about to start a group watch of the beloved K-drama Signal. If you're interested in joining us, be sure to sign up for our Patreon. The link is in our show notes. We also have merchandise available through Redbubble. The link will also be in our show notes, and click on it today so that you can get your very own Team Void Daddy t-shirt. Woohoo! I want one! (laughs) (laughs) Can I... Can I be anti-void daddy? <laughs> no, no, we you will may talk not. later. We'll talk no. later. <laughs> Would it come in time for next week? Because I feel like oh my god, <laughs> um, Red <laughs> Bubble actually does ship pretty quickly. And both of them are wearing void daddy t-shirts, and I'm wearing a big X that says "Not me." <laughs> I'm not with these two. <laughs> I want one that says we're with her that has like a, <laughs> something on the back and then team void daddy on the front you may have to order that on your own that's a little specialized <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right sorry go oh I was just gonna say Redbubble does ship really fast so if you want it by next for next week I think you could manage it yeah just have it shipped to us so then oh, yes. you don't have to oh. even worry about it. Okay, yes. we'll, we'll talk after this episode. I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> All right. So if you hadn't guessed, we are going to finally finish the journey that was the starry love. I felt I have felt like we've been discussing this drama forever because mm. we have. <laughs> <laughs> but we are on part three of our podcast of this series. And this is going to cover episodes 26 through 41, which is the finale. So we'll finally be finished. And we left off and we're now following our heroes on their next adventure where they're back into where they're supposed to be. But they're fighting with pretty much their dads now. So there's a lot of daddy drama that's going to be coming up. So. As usual on the multi-level parts, there's not going to be a spoiler-free section in this episode. We're just going to go straight into spoilers. If you do want a spoiler-free section, we did do one in part one of our Starry Love podcasts, and you can go check that out, see if it's something you'd like to listen to. So, spoilers ahead. Yes, all the spoilers. I have a question. You yes. said through episode 41, did I not watch the I final the same, episode? Okay, I had the same thought. <laughs> like, I was no, like, um, it's 41 uh, episodes. It's, it's, no, it's 40. It's 40. I was like, I took 14 pages of notes and I only Are went to episode sure? 40. <laughs> it's 40 episodes. 100% it's 40. <laughs> All right. It would 40 episodes. Then. It'd be awesome <laughs> if there was a 41st episode and because we kind of have said like, oh, I feel like it was missing well, like that one last scene. So yeah. I was want that it one to drama, be... um, the uh, the walnut one with the two guys. What was it? Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> word of honor, word of honor. Sorry, <laughs> the 
walnut drum. <laughs> so there was like a, a post clip or something. Yes. Yeah. For anybody who hasn't watched it, in my defense, it starts out where the guy, one of the guys, the main guys is, um, what do you call it? Like he holds moving the them, holds in them in his, yeah. And he's like, he moving, manipulates like, his he manipulates. <laughs> And they, we're they starting off in, well throughout the drama. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just started a different drama that we may talk about at some other point where she's trying to find his evil bone. So I, you know, it's yeah. just walnuts, bones, trees, whatever. Well, and that anyway. was at 2 a.m. I'm like, like evil bone. That drama, word of honor, had a bonus scene that was in a separate episode. So that's why I asked. Just so to be clear, and so viewers or listeners weren't like, did I miss one? All right, because 40 I episodes. I just want to make sure. <laughs> you know, All right. It was close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the ballpark, it's fine. <laughs> All right, so let's recap where we left off. So Heartless Xiaodan, who's not really heartless anymore, Yu Chin, he's back in the heavenly realm and appears to have lost his memories, which is the part that pissed me off last time. Anyway... <laughs> So we soon learn that he's just faking it to keep his dad from getting nervous. And what do we think of this plot point and this version of Yu Chin? Okay, I so much loved him after the soul shards came together and he was mm-hmm. getting into all kinds of mischief with Yetan. And <sighs> the fact that he was kind of able to stick it to the heavenly emperor and just be like, sure, yeah, I, I'm where I was before. And then going around and doing all this other stuff and being the real version of him. That's, that was probably Yu Chin that I loved the most. Same, same, same. I loved that we got to see each of the shards kind of coming through because he had all of their memories. And, you know, there were times where he was just a a little bit goofy and um, you got to see all of those like mortal realm parts that we, I guess I had sort of missed some of them. And so it was really fun to see that. And then at the same time, he was sort of playing as if he had lost his memories during this particular part of it. And um, you got to see that, you know, he was kind of putting one over on his dad too. So I really, really- Because his that. dad is the worst. <laughs> he, we, we have come to a final conclusion after watching all of it. And he is, he gets the award for the worst. My favorite is how much trouble they got into together. Like <laughs> they were so naughty and it the really just- eggs, yes. Yes. <laughs> And then there was one other thing that they did together. I can't remember what it was, but just how playful and like you could tell like, oh, this is what he really would have been like if he hadn't been sent to solitude for about 1500 years or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like he, he would, they were so good for each other and it, the different shards highlighted that a little bit, but once you see them together with his full as third prince would say, fifth, he called him number five or something. Yeah, was it? fifth. <laughs> yeah, fifth the version fifth. of Yuchin. He's all like, um, no. And he's like, uh-huh, that's you're the fifth version. But that's who he could have been and how she helped him become. So I just loved them together during these sequences. Have to agree. I really enjoyed all of this and I just felt it was so sad that he had to like fake being not himself. It was just like, cause the dad is so, so oh my sad. word. He's such a tool. 
<laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. Just how he's all like, no, you can't have any love in your life or any emotion or have any memories of any of this. It's like you just have to be this like automation, like robot that does his duty and makes me look good. And which killed me because Heavenly Emperor, he's married to the Empress. He has children. How come he gets it and his son doesn't? I mean, come exactly. on. He's he's such a jerk. Mm-hmm. But, but it was super cute. And I love how just sweet their relationship is during all of this point and how it's it's just so sweet and it kind of has to change because he does have responsibilities and she acknowledges that and that suddenly she has responsibilities but just that first couple scenes were very appreciated because very rarely do we get just cute fluffy moments in this show all right well meantime In the meantime, Third Prince learns that the Void Empress is going to execute his troops. So he leaves the healer princess in the mortal realm. He returns to save his people, the the Void um, guards or whatever that, that had been with him for so long. When he arrives, that evil henchman of the Second Prince, he kind of like tries to attack him, but First Prince steps in. And then, of course, Void Daddy shows his true colors and he attacks his own son, the third prince. And then Healer Princess (laughs) arrives like the bad donkey she is and just blows them all away. I was was like, Mm -hmm. I loved it. So what did you think of that scene? And then, of course, we have the most romantic wedding ever. Do you guys agree with that? So... I just need to say that I loved this scene so much when she came in and because, you know, he was kind of like, I'm going to go back and sacrifice myself and you stay here. And he left her while she was asleep. And then she's kind of like, no. And then she just like shows up, tells Void Daddy that it was his fault. Oh, my gosh. I Mm -hmm. loved her there. Mm hmm. And then um, they beg for the lives of the the Void Army guards, um, and Void Daddy, of course, imprisons them and sentences them to death. And then, oh, and then his his people, his guards, come and like show their respect because in the end they were spared, even though Healer Princess and Third Prince were going to get killed. Um, and so they have that like. I I don't know, my heart was just like pumping out of my chest when they had their wedding um, with the red candles and all of that within that um, cave of haunted souls. So oh, I love that scene. Okay, how about the rest of you? <laughs> I was going to say, wow. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. Hey, Drama Jen wrote the uh, outline this time. <laughs> you can tell because hers are a lot more in-depth right. detailed questions. And I'm like, wow, they were really hot here. What do you think? <laughs> Let's so talk about their hair. It's good that she did because I, you guys binged this all this last week. And though I did finish up, I think earlier in the week or maybe at the end of last week, I watched the beginning part of it and then had to stop because of vacation and stuff and then came back to it. So this part, I, I kind of need to be reminded of what happened. So it's good. <laughs> well, to clarify, all of that I actually binged it all before we watched, before we podcasted mm-hmm. the last time, which was really <laughs> hard for me to keep my mouth shut. 
So I had to rewatch and fast forward. And then I took notes. So I have 14 pages of notes. So if I sound like I have all of my stuff together this time, instead of the normal, like, you know, dementia sounding like, wait, what was their name? Remember that guy that was married to that girl who was in that other show? So um, that's well, I, okay. I'm glad you did because I binged it all yesterday and I don't have notes. So this helps. <laughs> All right. I out of all of that, I loved it. I've said it before, but like the, my favorite two characters really ended up being the sisters. Like I just mm-hmm. loved them. I I loved their love interests and I loved so many people in the cast, but like their bond and their the, how much they bring to the show and how they uh commanded different scenes and stuff. And it was so good when she came in and she was like, yeah, like, like Jen said, like, no, you're not going to leave me behind. Yes. I'm going to come and and plead for your life and try to save you. And of course I can't save you. So guess what? We're going to go and get married in prison, <laughs> which <laughs> like they said, it was the perfect place. Cause that's really where he fell in love with her. You know, he, that's where he realized, oh, she's giving all her stuff to get me out of prison. She really um, cares about me. And so that's kind of the dungeon is their special place, but it's kind of true, but I, they, their scenes, um, in that and everything, it was very touching and I really liked them. Uh, one thing that definitely stood out for me, this is when first Prince really starts coming into his own mm-hmm. when he's having to stand up to his dad, which he does. I mean, to mm-hmm. give him credit, he mm-hmm. stands up and he's like, Hey, I love her. Stop, stop attacking. You know, I mean, maybe he wouldn't for his brother necessarily right offhand, but definitely for the woman he loves. And he's definitely openly on their side avidly from the get go. And I really liked his scenes in all of this. Um, And again, the wedding was so pretty. And I think I texted Jen, like whenever I got through this scene, I was like, oh, they're the most pretty people mm, ever. Like as them. a couple, their their looks are just like breathtaking and so much pretty. So loved it. They're just a great couple. They are. They're so solid. And I love how they just always turn to each other. Now that they've gotten kind of understand each other's motivations and everything, you know, his mom and her sister and just. They're like, okay, these are our priority people, but now you are my priority. And I thought that was just fabulous, that coming together. And also, I really can't take the Cave of Haunted Souls seriously, even though I should, because they never actually do anything there that looks torturous. (laughs) Oh, except for later on. Later on. Yeah. Okay, except for that one thing. But that's like the first time in the entire show. It's supposed to be this scary place, but then you see it's the third prince's playground and then they fall in love there and then they get married there. I mean, it is not a cave of haunted souls. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Well, and his guys, when they come in and they are like, we're going to help you uh, Mm -hmm. get married and all that kind of stuff, his men and the way they followed him and all that stuff was very touching. Mm -hmm. Now we're back to the heavenly realm and I'm going to have to have Jen clarify because again, back to, I watched this weeks ago and now I'm trying to figure out heavenly hot. So meanwhile, back in the heavenly realm, we have heavenly Hogwarts happening. Do we like this (laughs) side plot? And I'm like, huh? Don't don't you remember (laughs) she went to the party and was embarrassed because she didn't have the talent. Okay. And then 
she's trying to figure it all out. And he's like, well, you can always go back to school now. We're back here. I'll make sure no one bullies you. Because remember, she got kicked out of school back before. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, then and now she's and- back in school. Sorry. For me, my brain thinks this happened last time, like the in the last set of episodes. But <laughs> it was like a because- double dash of, of episodes. <laughs> Yes, and, and the cute little beast prince. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got to come to school. It was so <laughs> cute. <laughs> I have to say, I really hope that he in 2023 he gets to be in a couple of more dramas that we watch because I really liked the beast prince. I thought he um did really well in the show and I would he doesn't necessarily have to be a lead or anything, but I'd love to see him in in more things. But um, since I don't really remember a lot of this of when it happened, I'm, <laughs> my thoughts on the plot is it was it's so um, fairy and devil kind of helped me get used to the rhythm of Chinese dramas, especially the fantasy ones. And so this one had a little bit more, maybe more, maybe equal. I don't know. But where it's like, oh, it's also serious. And then it's the happy lull and then it's more serious and then it's the lull like there's back and forth and back and forth in the in the shows and this was definitely one of those that was the lull and I think it was probably one of the ones where I was like okay bad things are gonna happen I just know I know that that they're gonna (laughs) find out that they're the wrong princesses or something like so I think I was probably more just waiting for the the next the other shoe to drop yeah well I actually really enjoyed (laughs) this it uh, kind of gave her some growing up period mm-hmm. because again all of the other times she wanted to learn but she didn't really want to conform at all or be part of the culture or anything and this time you really saw her wanting to be like if I'm going to be his wife I need to know the people I need to know how to do this I need to do it correctly and so she definitely put in extra effort here. I thought it was cute how he wanted to goof off and she kept saying, no, I have to study. I have homework, (laughs) you know, and he's all trying to like sneak a smooch and she's like, ah, my notes, where did I leave off? (laughs) (laughs) Just that kind of dynamic. It was kind of interesting to see how she's growing through this period Mm -hmm. and it transitions well from that plucky, I'm going to do what I want kind of personality to the there's responsibility personality Hmm. and I think they transitioned well here even though it wasn't the most interesting part agreed I did what I kind of wondered though towards the end because you know he got her homework level adjusted so she'd have less which was great (laughs) and so he kept meddling and then he when the um like when the instructor was passing out the honey fruits and she didn't get one even though Mm -hmm. other people came up afterwards and you know, then Yuchin sees all this and he sees that she's getting picked on. And so the the instructor is part of, okay, it took me a minute to put this together, but the instructor is part of the Heavenly Empress's clan. She's from the same, yep. they're from the same he's, clan. He's the brother of the girl that has a crush on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. The snotty princess. Yeah. And so when Yuchin's, you know, he can't use magic against the guy and he's like, but look, look what I learned in the mortal realm and slaps him. And I was just waiting for the political repercussions there. And I felt like there wasn't a whole lot. Like, that's one of the other things that I got from other dramas. It's like, that was a political move. And yet there was no real political impact. It was a little. Well, I don't think it's really 
the hierarchy, he's still so above that mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not an equal hierarchy. No. Because, again, he did something that was, he could pick on her because she is not officially the wife yet. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have that political level. Whereas you can't do anything to him. I guess I was waiting for Heavenly Emperor to come down on you chin for slapping the instructor and embarrassing that client. Well, I don't think he cared about that. He cared that it showed that he has his memory still. Mm. Mm. So he, I, I yeah. don't think he has any problems with you chin showing that he's top dog. <laughs> I think it's all about, well, you're lying to me. You still have feelings. Yeah. Gotcha. And okay. And so. And I don't think the other clan, it was, he was like a prince or anything, or she's a princess. I think it's just, they're part of the clan. So gotcha. she's okay. the fairy. Um, what I liked about this, I'm, I mean, it was kind of just a nice little side story when we had everything happening down in the void realm. So mm-hmm. like, it was mm-hmm. like sort of relieved my stress a little bit to be able to see some of the we got to see Beast Prince and his courting of the princess, uh, the sister and all of that. They were so sweet. They were mm-hmm. sweet. Oh. Yeah. And I think like, so, you know, that was nice. But we also get to see like um, Etan is learning how to use magic and she's learning how to do like the sword fighting and things like that. And mm-hmm. I think that's nice that it sets you up for for later. Um when she needs all of that so um so it was a good like it was a good plot device i think to have that in there and then we also kind of get to see the little uh coriander fairy get bullied and so she sort of gets introduced um in a different way there too so um i i it was it was interesting to have just sort of like a magic school on the side while, but the whole time I was like, okay, but what's happening down in the void. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although wasn't this the section where they like magically went up into the stars and had some couple time in the stars or whatever. Wasn't that during <laughs> Yeah, the I think so. Yes. <laughs> At sure the very was. end, yeah. he was <laughs> teaching her his special sword technique. Yes, he <laughs> in was. In many ways. Which, again, it does come to play later on the sword technique scene, which was yes. very, done very beautifully. Yes. And there is some down the road it is used again it's but important. i just yes <laughs> it is important sword technique is important <laughs> to the story well i love that they referenced the fireworks or the fire yes. thunder yeah. and lightning yeah they referenced yeah. that again yeah. oh because that the means clouds in the sky oh, wow, was really they're active sleeping last together <laughs> it's like oh my word could you even yes. imagine if every time you had sex, it was accompanied with <laughs> thunder and lightning? <laughs> oh, their kids are going to be embarrassed. <laughs> Anywho. All right. So we're jumping back to the void realm. There's a lot of back and forth this mm. these episodes. Mm-hmm. A lot more, it feels, than we did in the first two thirds. But um, so... They're in prison and you think, oh, they're going to be stuck there. But third prince, his mommy or the the concubine of the void daddy comes to the rescue mm-hmm. and she brings along uh, third prince's bestie friend and uh, the other girl who's, <laughs> not, who's dating having, 
Yeah, uh-huh, they and were. they weren't dating <laughs> not till the end because remember, no. okay, yeah. fine. He <laughs> wanted so like, to. I, yeah. I wish I could find somewhere to be in love. And he's like, dude, you're right so blind. Here. But that didn't happen <laughs> yeah. till the end, right? right so yes. we're both. I right. almost messaged <laughs> right when I watched that part, but I was like, nah, I'll let it drop. I'll bring it back up in the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I love the scene because all of the people that are supporting Third Prince and uh, the sister come in slow motion in this awesome Mm. badass walk. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool. The snake snake princess. She's a part of it too because she gives them the thing. And also First Prince. Mm -hmm. And they all come in to um, claim that you know, they're innocent, that it's the queen was the mm-hmm. problem that because of her third prince's powers were destroyed and all this stuff is happening and the truth comes out. Oh, but but this is kind of like split into two things because it didn't happen yeah. at the same time because then there was going to be the wedding between the first prince and our girl yes. and then the snake so, princess and yes third, and prince. Third, prince. third prince right yes so, so mom comes to the rescue first prince begs to save the healer princess they that's all we're, we're yes. in good shape here they tried to the snake um empress they she really likes oh, yeah. first prince yes. and so they kind of trying try to, to set seduce them up, him and it doesn't work he's not he's interested yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and it seems like everything's going to be fine and then the Empress down here in the Void Realm, and then we have the Nasty Fairy up in the Heavenly Realm. They're all plotting to reveal the truth about the princesses. Yes. And so, and in the Void Realm, they bring her dad. So the yes. dad, the human emperor, comes to the Void Realm for the wedding and sees who the princess is and is kind of like, um, what's going on? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> well, and the, so the Void empress she saw a she picture that he out. sent mm-hmm. down of first prince and yutan and she's like that's not the right princess and so then she invites yeah human daddy down so all of that kind of i mean invite <laughs> is sort of a nice way of saying <laughs> yeah he was kidnapped Insist. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. make made him come down yes 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 and so it all comes out and in the end it they end up banished because everyone is standing up against void daddy and void daddy backs down and is all like, you guys just get out. I'm not going to kill you, but just leave. I don't want anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. So that kind of is where that ends up. And at the same time in the heavenly realm, we yes. have like a similar thing happening, but uh, Yochin goes off to get hit by the lightning to oh, that was such a oh, great yeah. scene too yeah. where he's like and then he gets so intense going off to save her because we all know stupid heavenly dad was going to try to kill her mm-hmm. and he burst through the unburstable prison thing <laughs> yes. he's like i took my strikes i'm out yeah and then he goes to his dad and says screw you and walks off with his woman because mm-hmm. they're in love yep. and it was epic yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was. Well, I also liked that so many battle lines were being drawn in the heavenly realm where his wife, his kids, the three um, elderly. Magician- oh, the masters. Yeah, yeah. the masters. Mm-hmm. They were all like, no, you're 
you're being unreasonable. This is not okay. And he's just freaking the heck out as all like, kill her, kill her now. Yeah. And is just incensed. So Mm -hmm. lots of pissed off daddies because they're jerks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Void Emperor, like he has no spine. Honestly, or he's easily Uh -uh. persuaded. Well, I I will give him that if you get some of the references where the queen keeps harping on, you know, what happened in the past with his relatives and attacking and all this stuff, she definitely uses his past trauma to manipulate him. Mm -hmm. And you can see that he doesn't want to kill his kids necessarily. You know, he does lose his temper occasionally, but he definitely backs down from actually killing anyone for the most part. Um, (laughs) And so I think he's interesting because he just obviously has a lot of trauma and Mm -hmm. he's just not as decisive. He doesn't know. He doesn't want to destroy his family, even though he pits them against each other. You know, he wants them to be tough, but not necessarily go out and kill everybody. So I don't know. I felt a little bad for him because he's just doesn't have a pure idea of what he wants his family to be. And he's so scared of everything falling apart that he can't make a decision. Well, and I like too that first prince begging for healer princess, basically his love saved healer princess, mm-hmm. even though he never yeah. had a shot with her. And I'm just like, he's just first prince is one of my favorite characters. He's up there with fiery shard just because they're so sincere you know, they may not be the most conniving, the most intelligent, whatever, but they're so sincere. And I really love how First Prince, that's his strength, because that's what gets him the respect of the Void Realm through the well, rest of the story. And it also, they lied and said that it was Second Prince that yeah. tried to assassinate. And yeah, that, that, yeah. that definitely saved them, too. Yes. I loved that scene because that's um, because it was Healer Princess, right? Who admits mm, yes. um, that who she is. And then she says that Second Prince tried to assassinate First Prince. And, and they totally third, throw him under the bus. Yes. And he's third dead prince, and can't say anything. And Third <laughs> Prince is like, where did you learn? Like, where did she learn to do that? Like, you know, like, yeah. she and then the dad slowly catching on. Oh, yeah. Yes. It was Second Prince. Yep. I <laughs> yeah. saw him. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> I uh, I also really liked um, like the way that Heartless Shodan or Yochin, how he broke free to, and like half dead, he comes in and to save Itan. Um, and then they're walking away and Heavenly Emperor, such a despicable, horrible person, hits his, strikes his own son in the back mm-hmm. as they're leaving. And that was, I just felt like, Yes, they've revealed like, you know, that it was a different um, princess and whatnot. But really, he was just angry because, you know, the guy wouldn't take the stake of oblivion on, you know, on his own. And he just he took it all out on them. And so I just I liked the scene because it really shows us like who he really is. Yeah, there's no hiding behind any kind of it's for my people anymore at that point. Yep. I think he was the only dad that directly like did something like that to their child, like yeah. struck them or uh, whatever. Third Prince's dad um choked him. 
Like, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, what sorry. would you expect from a boy daddy? I yeah. Mean, I mean, it's just like tough love, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah. Um, no, I, I think you guys said most of everything about all of that. I, I liked how, uh, um, because the first prince, once he stands up for everything, like they're only able to leave because he, he, he's he was about to marry her. Like they were going to get married and it all comes out. And then he when he stands up, he knows if she leaves, like he, that's it. He's not going to get to see her again and everything. So I really liked that he stood up for her despite all of that. And um, I have to say, though, I didn't like her and I don't know if we'll talk about her later on, though you don't like her as a character. I really liked the actress that played the Void Empress and I thought she did a really good job and she's gorgeous. Like she just like she and just where you guys give the Void Daddy leniency or whatever there are, you know, there are things (laughs) of like trying to to get your son. It's always that like trying to get your son to be the one that takes over the throne and blah, blah, blah. Like. So I never liked her and I didn't think any of her, um, what she did was okay, but I just liked her to watch her character. So, and to give her credit, I mean, yes, she was selfish, but she was selfish on her son's behalf. So there was a little mother love in there. So I hate to say it, but there might be an easy tiny bit that's redeemable. I would say she is just as incensed with the, the concubine as well, though. Yeah, I would yeah, say no, I there's didn't. definitely she's not all just only on my son. She definitely yeah. was like the other woman. Oh, yeah, true. The concubine I, was definitely the other woman. I feel <laughs> yes. like if I remember correctly, she's part of the reason that that whole clan was uh, killed and everything mm-hmm. slaughtered. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure she's there. So again, I didn't say that she's redeemable at all. I just <laughs> like watching that actress do her thing. So. <laughs> Yeah, she was she was very good at uh, uncomfortably loving her son. (laughs) (laughs) The part where she's staring into the mirror at his likeness, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That whole immortal aging it makes it look weird. Uh Yeah. All right. So after everyone's banned from their respective realms, we have some couple time in the mortal realm. And so, what were our favorite scenes there? For me, 100%, Yuchin and Yetan getting married. I loved their wedding. I loved that they wrote their vows for each other. I loved the whole thing, how it was just them and their besties. I I loved just the intimacy of it because it was exactly what they needed because everything in Yuchin's life had been very performative. And so for him to have something simple and intimate and sincere, I just, I felt that was really just perfect for them. So for me, I had two scenes that really stood out. Um, one was the third prince's mother when um, when they're they're kind of talking with the mortal emperor and he doesn't like third prince. And so he starts to take <laughs> off his shoe and then she gets out her giant stick that has the like barbs no, no, on take it. This. Yes, yep. use this. <laughs> so, I really loved that. And then I also really liked it how you know, the sisters are reunited and how Itan just does not have a lot of respect for third prince. And she's like trying to, you know, say like, he's not going to even be able to pull his own weight and make money and take care of his, <laughs> her sister. And so he tries to find ways to make money. And then he goes off and he robs um, the desert dwellers and comes mm-hmm. back 
Um, and she's like, she's like really impressed. And then Healer's sister is like, no, like, I don't want you to be as bad as them in order to, you know, make a living. So I really, I liked those scenes. Like they were romantic couple scenes, but then like the sister scenes in the mortal realm too were fun. I felt kind of bad for third prince during this. Cause it's like the dad is like, no, don't call me father-in-law. Don't call me father-in-law. <laughs> yes. Stop it. And then he's getting all of the, pro- you know, from UTN. And it's like, I mean, I feel like everybody in their different, <clears throat> different realms have had their moments of like, what, what are you doing? And just because he's from the void realm, doesn't mean he should be giving such a hard time. I know, Hey, he should be credited for switching them and getting this whole thing, you know, going to begin <laughs> with, so, <laughs> which I mean, I can see maybe the dad, but I mean, again, Etan, she's looking out for her sister. She wants to make sure that he's going to do right by, by her and everything. Although again, I felt it it was a little bit not fair to him to nobody was questioning whether the heavenly dude yeah. was going to be right for her or whatever. And I mean, <laughs> he was a, a, I mean, he was tricking people. He wasn't really uh, killing people for money, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> he had his problems too, as his shards or whatever. But I also really loved the, the two male leads being able like their banter back and forth. So yes. I just loved how, you could kind of get a picture of what it would be like if everything else in the world wasn't going to implode <laughs> around them with all with everything going on. Like if they were able to just kind of go off into the the places that they've said before of like, oh, we'll just go live in whatever, you know, uh, the realm is if they could and, and have their in-laws and all their friends and, and everything. It was, I, I really liked just being able to kind of peek into that a little bit. And the only complaint I have about the wedding scene and it's in contrast to the other people's wedding scene is I did not like the outfits that they had them <laughs> in when they got married. And I, in, in general, haven't really liked if he is a shard and he's in like the black clothes or whatever, like I'm not a fan as much of a fan of the heavenly realms, like white plain stuff. And I felt like that that's kind of what they used for their, I don't know. They just didn't look like high quality wedding outfits. And I was a little bit disappointed in that. But other than that, it was a very sweet wedding. Well, they were on the run and hiding from everyone. They had to scrounge it up. But I mean, (laughs) they did outfit changes at other points when they were on the run. Right. (laughs) So maybe they were stealing off of clotheslines and that's what they could steal. I'm just, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He has the what and what is the his the soul i don't know the body that can't be broken whatever it is oh, the perfect had, celestial like, the body perfect celestial body can't he make an outfit for her that's better than that <laughs> anyway i think i agree with everything you guys said uh one thing that i really did like was when the heavenly queen blessed their wedding and did the rainbows from her people like her clan's approval signal you know it was really beautiful and how she showed her defiance to her husband's stupidity by supporting him even though she couldn't be there physically so that whole scene was really cool um i think for me i always took it that the dad was upset with the third prince more because he 
was the one that switched everything around and put his daughters in peril. Mm-hmm. So I kind of yeah. got the impression that's why he was more mad yeah. rather than, oh, he's a void prince. Right. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. because his daughters are now banished. Mm-hmm. They're not married to stable men who are in their their princes of their kingdoms or anything, mm-hmm. you know, so they're all on the run. And so I think he just definitely has some concerns about where everything is going to go from here. And valid, as we see. Valid, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it was interesting to kind of see his emotions. I liked him and the third prince's mom a lot. Those Mm -hmm. They were cute. Oh, they were adorable. Well, before we move on from Emperor, uh, from from that conversation, or from the, sorry, before we move on from our favorite scene, I just wanted to bring up the, the, where they're all the couples are trying to kind of like sneak away for their little rendezvous and <laughs> and they bump into each other um you know At the same hot like, spring exactly <laughs> nothing like trying to find your little hot spring for your sexy times and to run into your you know brother-in-law yeah. and your sister. So, um, I thought that was really um. funny all right. So speaking of mortal emperor daddy, which we were talking about just a few minutes ago, he was on our list for most despicable daddy ever. I distinctly remember Camus <laughs> saying she was going to be really ticked off if they tried to redeem him. So I did what do say we, that. Yeah. So what do we think now? <laughs> Um, and I'll, you know, I'll say that, um, oh my gosh, I had to bite my tongue last time because I just wanted to be like, no, really, he's not that bad. You, I mean, he had his reasons and, and, and wait, you'll see, but, um, <laughs> there, that was the, there were some really moving scenes where he mm-hmm. kind of like revealed his burden and just the, the pressure that was on him to blame Etan for everything and, um, and then how he bought her gifts every year. Um, oh, there were some yeah. really sweet moments. So um, so for me, like, yeah, he throughout the rest of the drama really redeemed himself. Mm-hmm. Curious what you all think. So I think watching Korean um, like sagooks and stuff has prepared me for his type of character because we've seen how much power the court and all of these left minister, right state minister, whatever, how much power they can have and how manipulative they can be. And so once they kind of showed that aspect of it, of like the people want her dead and the only way to keep her alive because they can't, you know, they're writing letter after letter after letter of like, she's causing all these problems, just kill her type thing was to do what he did. And so it was one of those, like, as the way they revealed it and everything at first I was like, are you serious? They're going to redeem him. And I was like, all hackles up. And I think every single one of us texts when it happened to, or messaged in a group or something yes. like everybody was like, <laughs> really, really, this is happening. Yeah. But then as you keep watching the scenes, you're like, okay, he really was backed into a corner and did not have a choice. And again, if he would have revealed it even just a little bit, I think he would have been found out and then she would have been in danger. So not only did they show us through his past of like why he would have done his steps from that moment on, once he revealed like, Hey, actually I love you. And uh, this is why I've been doing this. He proved himself over Mm -hmm. and over and over. Like there were so many scenes. I think there was one where he was just like yelling and 
calling the, the, I don't remember if it was the void daddy or somebody was calling him out and he was just, he was standing up for this, the daughters and he did such a great job. And I was just like, yay. So he completely <laughs> redeemed himself all the way to where I like, I loved his character by the end. I loved him with, uh, third prince's mom, the concubine. They had a cute in-law relationship yeah. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes of the entire drama is when they go and play um, chess, chess. Or, or, yeah, and they play it and he's like, oh, but I have this one that was stolen and it's just it hurt my heart so much. And she's like, actually, and she pulled it out and he's like, of course I should have known it was you stealing all my stuff, you silly girl. Like, it was just so funny. But them playing together and just how beautiful the three of their relationship was um from that point and then throughout the rest of the 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 drama so it was a highlight i think of the last half of or the last part of the drama for me it definitely gave us that oh thank goodness not all men are horrible human beings because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> because the other daddies were really mm. really horrible and it was just like oh thank goodness there's someone who has some sense of familial bonds Mm -hmm. that the other two just don't seem to connect with. Mm -hmm. And so loved it all. Like when he was yelling at the other uh, emperors and it was so awesome because again, he's human. He has no powers. Yes. He's totally, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. his whole country is there because of um, their grace for not attacking them more or less. So, I mean, he's kind of the token country next to everyone else that's powerful and when he's all like screw you all i am not going to go after my daughters you can go leap yourselves kind of thing (laughs) you know (laughs) well and all the other men were like oh i want to be in charge of murdering these people i want to be in charge and he's just like are you freaking kidding me Mm -hmm. and and then later on in front of his um his kingdom he stands up to him again mm-hmm. he's all like you touch a hair on my daughters and we will destroy you yeah and and sure probably not but <laughs> right. he was willing to mm-hmm. you know take the humanity and burn it to the ground if they touched his children and that was kind of cool yeah as a dad as a dad if mm-hmm. i it was my king i'd be like um i don't want you to murder all of us <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah. in a scene where he's like the best dad, that was mm-hmm. a pretty cool scene. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best emperor, but the best dad at that point. <laughs> well, and for me, I think his best dad moment is when he's confessing to Yeton mm-hmm. that he he was so ashamed of himself and he just breaks down crying. And I have to admit, I was crying with him because I could finally see what he was up against and just how deeply ashamed he felt of himself. And he was so much better after that. Like helping out, like basically running the clinic for, down in the void realm yes. and just doing mm-hmm. all these things to make up for what he had done before. And he just becomes the sweetest dad. And I love him. And I have to say, I love the fact that it's revealed that the emperor's uncle, the grand chancellor or whatever, the guy that was in charge of looking at the stars yes. and decided mm-hmm. that Atan mm-hmm. was born under the bad star. Yeah. Yu Chin, who's in charge of putting the stars in the sky, goes and switches and the grand chancellor star and all of a sudden the grand chancellor no longer has power because he's under the 
the unauspicious sign. I was just like, yes, yes thank yes. you. Yeah, that was a good ending for him. I loved it. Yeah. So while the men are off, off recruiting for third prince's new business venture, I thought it was so cute and funny how like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to earn money and I'm going to take care of my wife all spurred (laughs) on by Yitan, of course. But like, he was so (laughs) proud of himself. Yes. So the evil henchman, which is the one who's working for the void empress shows up to kill the sisters. He attacks and kills, um, man, man, which is the bird, uh, mm-hmm. her, her best friend. And so then Coriander fairy takes action and powers up the princesses. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what is going on? But so what were your thoughts about the scene? Were you expecting this? Um, okay. So I net, I, I, I should always expect that at least somebody is going to be a plant at the end or, <laughs> or at least be from a plant, which the coriander fairy, she's from a plant. So that I thought that fulfilled that slot. So I didn't really check that box of that. Oh, the princesses <laughs> are actually flowers, <laughs> a vine that's supposed to keep the world in check. And they are the, like, they're the, they are the, the ones that balance the universe. That was not on my bingo box. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't really expecting that, but I did think at some point in time that they would have to use powers to overthrow somebody. So like once I thought she was just giving them powers from herself, but then once it all came, I'm like, Oh, Oh, they're a, they're a vine. Oh crap. They're going to end yeah. up being flowers by the end, aren't they? <laughs> like I was like <laughs> And they're going to have to sit by and water them and love them and take care of them for a millennia until they <laughs> Anyway, so the I I was I was I didn't expect it necessarily. I thought it was a good uh final push into the the last bit of the the episodes of like, oh, okay. So they're the ones that have the power that's going to kind of balance it, not balance out the world necessarily wasn't, I think, but like be able to overthrow the emperor and all, and the void daddy and kind of put the worlds back to where they really need to be. Well, and I had totally forgotten that they had that little like intro story uh-huh. about <laughs> oh, the princesses yeah. being the flowers <laughs> I you know, to. <laughs> because it was at the very first episode and it's all like, whatever, come on, what's happening? You know, yeah. <laughs> but then I go back and I was like, oh, OK. And then the whole other um, the tribe that was destroyed and mm-hmm. how suddenly they're part of that lineage and stuff. And I thought it was a little hinky that it could be like well, we know that you had mortal parents, but your blood and everything is really part of this blah, blah, blah. So that was kind (laughs) of like a lot of exposition so far Mm -hmm, into the, mm -hmm. in the story is just like, man, they just all got together. Can't they just have five minutes? (laughs) Five minutes. No, they can't. No, no, they can't. And, and I was shocked at how quickly the coriander fairy got really aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because she was saying it was for everyone's best interest and she's protecting them but she also was like killing a lot of people in the name of those two that they didn't ask her to kill them for yeah um and so i was a little shocked at how aggressive she was and at this point i was still like oh 
she's going to end up with the second heavenly <laughs> prince and yeah you know they'll be happy and yeah. no, no no that didn't happen <laughs> and she kind of just like descended into this dark revenge driven character and i was not expecting her to kind of be the big bad yeah so yeah she even out big bad the heavenly daddy yeah. i think in the end so mm-hmm. it was, was kind of like oh all right you're kind of a nut job a fanatic <laughs> yeah yeah and the, for me the because they're flowers from the sacred tree it was like a full-on tree that that tribe mm-hmm. was protecting yeah and so yeah. like you had forgotten about it i went and looked at the first episode today because i was looking for something i was like oh it was all right there i just had yeah. 30 <laughs> odd episodes to forget about it yeah <laughs> no it was all there and, yeah. and detailed yeah. Yeah. But. So I was surprised if I'd binged it, maybe I would have been less surprised, but I thought it was an interesting way to level up the princesses. I mean, they were already really amazing in their own rights as mortals. Mm-hmm. And then to have this power, this yin yang power of turbulence and non-turbulence, whatever it was called. And just the power that everyone was so afraid of, like the whole reason that that, that tribe was destroyed. I was just like, oh, all right, so we're leveling up this story because I was I was texting with Drama Geek. I'm like, we have this many episodes left, and yet, you know, wait a second, there's too many episodes left. Mm. She's like, yeah, just right. wait. There's gonna be some plants in your future. I'm like, oh, great, <laughs> no, I did not say plants until you were like, yeah, I kind of heard somewhere that at least one of them ends up a plant. I'm like, yes, I can confirm. <laughs> I will not say. I was just summing that. up our conversation. Yeah, yeah, but uh, all right. Go ahead. But in that scene, the bird girl, her mm. best friend, dies. Oh, nice. Yeah, she yes. does. I teared up. I, I legit teared up. Mm-hmm. Yitan's so... the actress that does Yitan. She's really uh-huh. good at like crying and evoking like sadness out of you. You too. Yeah. Like, you feel her pain, and she was very yeah. distraught during that scene. It was sad. Well, and, and the second all... she said, "There's no one for me to love," you're like. Oh crap. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah. this Cannon is, fodder. this is not going to bode well. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. sure enough, <laughs> but she I... was like, so feisty fighting for her friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes. That was a really good sequence of action sequence. Well, and I, I... love that they had her fighting as a bird dive bombing the evil mm-hmm. henchman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I saw that and she like, and she died i mean this is a chinese drama nobody dies so mm. you know like you can like <laughs> capture their soul shards and throw them in a lamp and they you know get revived <laughs> so why didn't she you know like i was just i kept waiting for something like i don't know maybe she's gonna like turn into an egg or you know and hatch as a little bird somewhere or whatever it was so i really was like and you know, I don't cry at dramas. And this mm. one, I teared up twice. And this was one of the scenes where I teared up. When I realized that like, oh my gosh, like this is real. She's really. Yeah. She's dead she dead. Did not, she did yeah. not have a planet yes. part of her body. No. From, from what I've, some spoilers that I've read about the actual book. She dies in the drama in place of somebody else. So I feel like they probably had her stay dead because the other person in the book stayed dead and they just needed her to be like that filler spot. So it wasn't as tragic, I think, as the book could have been. And so maybe that's why she, there was no shard for her because mm. they needed at least one person to actually be gone forever. Die, die. Die, die. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. So with the flower power activated, the sisters soon become the enemies of both the void and the heavens. They are threatened with the destruction of the human race if they don't turn themselves in. They turn themselves in sort of by threatening to take over Ninth Heaven Hall. And then they make a deal with Heavenly Emperor and the Void Daddy and end up walking away. And they have like the little flower that supposedly has all of the, the, what do you call it? The souls oh, or something. The, the souls, souls gathering. Yeah. 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 And they go back to whatever the country is that was devastated where the tree died. And they were mm-hmm. going to plant the souls and bring them back. But it was a trap. And yeah. the two guys are sucked into a what it's like chains where they can't yeah, break it's free. like a power vortex like it yes. just it wraps was a soul destroying it. array is what i got from my yes subs. and so because they were trapped it put the girls at a negative and so they had to well um healer princess sacrifices herself mm-hmm. because the coriander plant girl says that if one of them dies it destroys the root and then it takes away their powers Mm -hmm. so healer princess is like if i sacrifice myself you can't hurt any of these other anyone else and she made kind of like a deal and it was devastating absolutely devastating it was so sad so she dies to save everybody else and just the expressions on third prince and her sister and just Mm -hmm. the despair and trauma Oh, it was just so good. Like, I loved the whole scene because it was so dramatic mm-hmm. and the performances were amazing. And mm-hmm. yes, I did cry. <laughs> <laughs> this one didn't necessarily make me cry because I was so mad at those um, at the emperor and the void mm-hmm. daddy. I would just so angry at them because they were letting their fear rule them. And it was like, they felt like their fear was justified. I'm like, no, you're pushing them into a corner. You know, exact same thing that happened to mortal emperor. And I'm like, you're dumb and you're pushing them into the corner. And she had to die because you pushed them. And so I didn't cry because I was so mad. But then later on, when they continued to mourn her loss, then it was when I cried like Gaetan. I mean, it takes her days Mm. to Mm -hmm. recover even enough to just start eating and same with third prince. And I'm just like that pain I feel, but yeah, right in that moment, I was just when when characters get dominated by fear and act on that 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 really just pisses me off <laughs> well and that's pretty much 95 percent of all fantasy chinese dramas that's <laughs> <Yeah>. true <laughs> but i think this one did a better job of setting that up than a lot mm-hmm. of them do and so i was mm-hmm. more emotionally invested mm-hmm. than i am in a lot of shows that do similar very dramatic self-sacrificing moments where someone dies and i i love healer princess so so much and so like to have her leave was really hard like i i really loved her throughout this drama and then just the repercussions of that so like we have you know um Yuchin who gets taken back to the heavenly realm and then third prince gets basically Mm -hmm. captured by the empress and um, they, you know, they, you, they, he gets to see how bad that soul, whatever soul stealing dungeon is or the yeah. soul, haunted souls. And, <laughs> uh, and then 
like you said, just the devastation that everybody's feeling afterwards. Um, oh, it was such a powerful scene, though, like with Yitan, like just screaming for her mm-hmm. sister and third prince, like struggling to get to her. Oh, my gosh. It was just I so love the scene, but it was mm-hmm. really it was really powerful, but also oh, sad. Well, and I thought it really did a great job of setting up her mindset for what happens mm. next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she's not going to just go full, you know, destroy nuclear everything just because she's upset over one little thing. But the fact that that was so traumatizing, it's like, yeah, I can see why she goes full nuclear on getting back and taking everyone out. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so good. It was a great plot point. So was kind of frustrating. is like if they really analyzed how they handled the original situation with the people and like decimating them and all that kind of stuff, it's like, honestly, the heavenly realm and the void realm should also have been like decimated or you chin like he shouldn't be able to have that much power either. Like they got rid of them because they felt, oh my gosh, they're going to have too much power. But it's like they had way too much power over the humans and the beast realm. And it's mm-hmm. like this kind of set that final, like I felt like the whole drama was this pushing toward we need a rebalance of power because the heavenly emperor just had way too much power. And he was so narrow-minded and couldn't see like the bigger picture of like, his son was actually more powerful when he connected with his emotions than when he put them all aside. And he just couldn't see all of that, but they like generationally kept, you know, handing it down of like, Oh, well, if they have as much power as we do, then we're going to be in trouble. And so it was devastating. And I'm not, I, I, I really wonder if the healer princess came off as likable in the books or if was intended to be as likable, because like, I felt like they did such a good job. And the actress did such a good job with her character that I was kind of devastated that she was taken out so early into the final episode Mm -hmm. count that I was like, it feels unbalanced to have her die so early. Like, no, she should be in there. But it's still, like you said, it set it in motion of like Yichen's or Yitan's final, like what she needed to do was reset it to where the heavenly emperor and the void daddy and the, the void realm in general, like they had too much power and it needed to be leveled out. And that's kind of what happens next. And the, the, the choices that she makes, yes, a lot of them are based on pure raw emotion, because she's devastated, but it also is one of those that kind of needed to happen unless they were willing to agree that, okay, yeah, we need to change. And they weren't. So she kind of just had to do what she, she did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's one of those things too, that sacred tree was planted. Sorry, this is like the very last episode they talk about it, but (laughs) it's to bring balance, to balance power. That's the whole point of the tree. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that that's what she ends up doing. And I wonder if they had forgotten because it seemed like they had forgotten why the tree was yeah. made because mm-hmm. yeah. it was by for the first emperor to create that balance mm-hmm. to keep chaos at bay. But it seems like later on, they didn't quite know why mm-hmm. the tree was there and just that it was a possible threat to them. Yeah. And that's why they were attacking because of yeah. the possibility of a threat. 
And so it definitely seemed like they didn't quite understand the, like maybe they didn't get the oral history of why it was planted in the beginning. Mm-hmm. If or they the would have just watched corrupted. the beginning of the episodes, they would have known. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a good story. I mean, it was mm-hmm. well done how they brought that in through the whole story and you didn't even realize it till you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't even thinking this was going to be a thing, but now I see all these details that came along with it all. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So after the death of her sister, Yetan, with the help of the coriander fairy, reactivates her flower power. I'm sorry. That, <laughs> that goes back to the, my, the cartoons of my childhood. But anyway, yeah. mm-hmm. so she reactivates her flower power and decides to fully embrace the turbulent power that she possesses. So she heads to the void and she ends the life of her childhood hero. She mm. takes out void daddy. He becomes dust. There is no more for him. And then... um. She locks up first Prince, who, you know, was her idol when she was a child. Yeah. And she gets to live out her childhood dream of becoming the devil of the void. But, you know, at what cost? And so what did we think of that plot point? And I thought that was like, she did what I was rooting for her to do. She, Void Daddy needed to be taken down. Heavenly Emperor needed to be taken down. And she got, she had the power to do it. And I just love to see her completely take over the void and try to, try to right the wrong that was done and just try to make the void back into the place that it should have been and but at the same time she was so swallowed in her grief too like she did this and she was just raw turbulent power and emotion but then she still needed space to grieve and so it was it was kind of hard to watch because I was rooting for her but I'm like you need to grieve you need space so it was it was an interesting plot point I loved like the, when she put on all the dark uh, clothes and like mm-hmm. and just busts in like <laughs> to the void and is like again like bad donkey Ethan ready to like become the the devil of the void like she always dreamed of. I just I loved it. Yes, I mean I felt bad that she's you know what spurred her to do that um, because obviously she was like just sort of the pain inside of her was just feeding this anger. Um, but boy, she just went in and just took him down. I, mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. I have to say she, the scenes with her and the slow motion walking through up to the void daddy, all of that, like done so well. And, um, she, that scene where she destroys the void daddy and then the empress is there, all of that with the way that played out and everything done so well, it was a really good scene. And she just looks like she, like she owned every scene. She looks mm-hmm. so good. Oh, and when she rescued third prince and just the look on yes. his face, when he sees his sister-in-law walk in, yes. oh, yes. Yes. Great. she's like, okay, I teased you. And I was, you know, not the nicest, but here I am to rescue. And guess what? I killed your daddy. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) But yeah, no, was part of some of my favorite scenes of the, of the, the whole drama. It was the slow-mo walking Mm -hmm. was like, Mm -hmm. they truly had some epic slow-mo walking in this, in the last like six episodes, Mm because there were several (laughs) moments where it's just like, that's cool. Um, 
I loved her outfit and it almost channeled the Void Queen really yeah. well. Mm-hmm. It was a very mm-hmm. similar styling to the Void Queen, but she yeah. did it better. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I really liked that. I also really liked how she was like, no, he can't stay alive. I'm sorry. But if we don't stop this, you know, yeah. things are never going to get better because he's not a good king. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's going to let his negatives destroy everything and how in anger he yells that he has no feelings for third prince or the his concubine Mm -hmm. and i don't think that he was completely truthful right there i think it was definitely an anger fear Mm -hmm. you know just one last lash out against what the situation was it definitely felt like it wasn't necessarily, yes, this is really how I felt about you this whole time, but just like a last moment anger lashing out. But yeah, it was, it was kind of sad. Poor void daddy. You you (laughs) should have gone. (laughs) I, I wish that the personality of the first half of void daddy had kept to the end where he definitely was like, just very aggressive and i feel like he just kind of went out with a whimper and it was sad (laughs) (laughs) i did like boy daddy (laughs) (laughs) boy daddy forever (laughs) i did like the fact that the consort the concubine like Mm. she asked yetan she she was like well maybe he's sorry and yetan gave him that moment to prove it and that's Mm. when he lashed out yeah but also the consort's the one that took out the empress. Yeah. The empress yes. got her by the neck and the consort yes. actually looked kind of resigned and sorrowful, but she made her little ice daggers. Yes. And sent I them through the it. empress. I and I was just like, yeah. Ice daggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, that's good. So uh, at the same time, so back in the heavenly realm, uh, Yochin is back to being heartless Shadin because... Uh, daddy gave him the stake of oblivion and Etan's family uh, keeps trying to jog his memory which I thought was really sweet but um, that awful emperor with his terrible little minion guy watching very carefully he's you know keeping track to keep people from jogging his memory and so um, oh he does the really unthinkable and he sends him off to fight Mm -hmm. Etan yeah. to um, murder her, to not murder. fight her, to murder yes. her. Yeah, yeah. The and evil so, demoness needs dead. And so he shows up, and they kind of face off, and she tells him that she's his wife, and they have this whole scene where, like, he's like, "Well, let's fight one on one," and then she she's able. First of all, she's able to undo his fancy. Um, what do you call that array or uh, up in the sky? Mm. Oh yes, yes, because he taught her. Because he how taught her to, how, and uh, then she knew all of the moves heal. when they were fighting, um, and so he comes back. To, you know, after he leaves, he's like keeps thinking about it, and he comes back, and he's finally able to get rid of that stake of oblivion, and so then he decides to help Itan take over the heavenly realm. And um, so we had like this amnesia arc 
And I remember <laughs> thinking like, oh yeah, there it is. Right? Like, you knew when they mentioned the stake of oblivion. Yeah. You knew when yeah. they mentioned the stake of oblivion, it was going to be used at some point in time. You just exactly. knew it. <laughs> like, yep, we have the stake of oblivion. Okay. Um, but I really have to say that, yeah, okay, fine. We had the amnesia thing. We knew it was going to happen. Um, but I loved how there was just that slow reawakening for him and remembering of like, and, and also how everybody tried in their own ways to mm-hmm. kind of help him out. Um, I also loved that basically in the end, he commanded everybody to just lay down their weapons and let her come in and take over the he- heavenly realm. So I was like, yeah, you go. Mm-hmm. The two of my favorite parts of the amnesia arc um, were that when he, when the, the heavenly emperor sends him, um, you know, to kill her, that's when his wife is like, I'm done. This is it. Yes. I'm, mm-hmm. It's over. I'm leaving. We're I'm divorcing. My, yeah. We're <laughs> divorcing. I'm going back to my tribe and you can, you can do it on your own. Like I'm, I'm done. And then, and also the fact that everybody, except for the one little minion that was on his side the whole time, the uh, heavenly emperor side, everybody else in the heavenly realm is trying to remind him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of his, of his wife and his love for her and everything. So everybody else is on his side and, and I loved that. But the other part of it was she's down in the void realm and she sent, she takes out the star that he gave her oh, and she mm-hmm. sends it to him or to the, to the sky or whatever. She sends it off. And that's when he's remembered her and he, he catches it and he sends it back to her. And when she, when he does that, that's how she knows he remembers her. And it was such a touching scene. And I just loved it because he's just like, even the stake of oblivion cannot make me forget the love that I have for you. And it was just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, squeal. That was definitely (laughs) probably even more so, I think, than their wedding and everything, those scenes were just so swoony to me. I agree. That was 100% the swooniest moment of their relationship. Yeah. Was that whole thing. Because she was, like, devastated and, like, well, in our next life. Or, you know, all this very beautiful, traumatic stuff. And then I also loved when his siblings popped in to fight with them. Yes. And he's kind of like, what the heck? What yes. is going on here? <laughs> it's such a great moment. Just the siblings come in and are like, no, this is not okay. And so he definitely has to think like, what is going on? Why are all the people that I love supporting her? This woman, I don't know. And who's evil. Who's <laughs> evil. Well, and I love that he couldn't kill her because he yes. could have. Yeah, but yeah. he he found out he found that he could not kill her, and you know just something was not allowing him to physically hurt her, and it was great. It was oh that whole scene. I and I'm not a huge amnesia fan, right. but that is one of the best amnesia arcs of yeah. any show I've watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's almost it like we ran through like his it journey. was a throw in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We ran through his journey again. It almost like made full circle. Well, and then when his when he remembers his love for her, that harks back to when their identities were revealed, when the princess's identities were revealed. Mm-hmm. He says, if the whole world fights you, I will fight the whole world. 
Yeah. And so for him to then forget and then come back and you realize that's what he meant. He fought the whole world. He fought his heavenly emperor because of his deep love for her. And I'm just like, oh, the echo of the line. Yay. Mm. So <laughs> very well anyway. done. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, right. there's sword dancing, like that whole fight. Oh. I loved watching that. That was just that was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. All right. So Coriander Princess. Was she princess? Oh, no. No. Coriander no, Fla- Fairy. fairy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wants to release the souls of her family from the soul gathering lamp, but it's revealed that they were destroyed by heavenly emperor's father. And oh my gosh, watching that scene, I was like, I am not feeling sorry for him, but good Lord, that's some trauma. Um, But she wants vengeance. So she steals the healer princess flower and plants the sacred tree root inside Etan with the goal of bringing chaos to the world and breaking open. I don't remember how that's pronounced. uh, Gushu or something Yeah. The whole time, and I even messaged you guys, I think, while I was doing this, I was like, um, do not go by the edge of the cliff with this girl. Yeah. Do not do anything. Yeah. She is not right. And she is not <laughs> looking out for you. She's going to push you off that cliff. <laughs> like I was prepared for it. But so she does push her off the cliff into the, the, uh, where it's all sealed up and the chaos is and, and everything. And they go down the tube of, deathly whatever i don't know asteroids or something something. i don't know i don't (laughs) that keep hitting her but um so yuchin tries to save yutan he he does his thing where um because you know he's able to with this perfect celestial body go down and but she you know he's trying to pull her out and he's she remembers how he died the last time he did that like he made it out and everything, but then he died afterward. And so she's like, no, this is my place. This is what I'm supposed to do. And so she pushes him away. And she also, during when she was down in the pit of whatever, something helps her see the memory of why the tree um, Mm -hmm. was planted in the first place and what Mm -hmm. their purpose was, her and her sister's purpose. Um, So when she goes into the, back into the, the, whatever the vortex or whatever. So she cleanses it and fulfills the original mission of the sacred tea tree. But unfortunately that means that she is now and her sister as well. Cause her sister was brought into the, in down in there with her, mm-hmm. um, the flower she stole that, that was part. So coriander fairy had to steal the flower from third prince which i mean he's just sitting down in the void realm like no i don't think he watered her necessarily but he was definitely (laughs) like taking care of her and making sure she was okay and talking to her and everything and so the coriander (laughs) girl she stole that and then so then they you know cleanse the sacred tree and then we have two uh, two men so now we have two men who are watering and taking care of the plant and (laughs) taking care of their little spirit women or whatever and then they finally bloom and the end. <laughs> and that's it. That's the end. So what do we think of this ending? And I will say based on, I cause I'm kind of, I mean, I've had, we've had this ending similar at, I feel like the first time I experienced a similar type of ending was the, um, and we were very confused about the ending when we podcast or did a recap of it was, uh, what was that one that we loved with Legend uh, of Fu Yao? Yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. like Legend of Fu Yao and then Fairy and Devil kind of had a bit of a 
uh, you know, plant at the end type thing. And then this one. And so um, I get it. I kind of understand why you want to leave it a little bit vague ish at the end. But my biggest complaint is that especially not binging it to where I got to see the healer princess and the third prince together during my last bit. Cause I, when I started watching the final episodes, I think I got, I was watching where the, the heaven or the earthly, uh, emperor kind of his story arc. So they're together a little bit and they get, you know, the marriage and everything, but then she sacrifices herself. And so for the last bit, I was, I was wanting to see them reunite. I wanted to see the healer princess back. I needed to see the, the sisters together after that, that how much Etan like balled her head off. And I mean, yes, you get to see the two flowers together and everything, but I was, I was not happy that we didn't get that one final scene with the people, the humans, the, the, <laughs> the actor, the actresses, like I needed to see the actress again and I didn't get to see that. So though I felt that the, the, the story ended in a way that was okay, I was still a little annoyed that we didn't get that final scene. I have to agree. Uh, definitely would have liked that little thing. And again, I think it'd be really frustrating for someone who hasn't watched a lot of Chinese dramas right. and <laughs> yes. he doesn't realize that pretty much if a soul goes into a plant, it means they're going to cultivate right. and become themselves again in like, like 10,000 right. years, whatever. Right. Yeah. And of course their boyfriends are going to wait for them because what's 10,000 years with true love. Right. Um, and not age. They won't age because they're, yeah, they're, they're immortal. immortal. They're immortal. Yeah. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll come just like the coriander fairy was like, what a millennia or whatever how many yeah. other years it took <laughs> to, yeah yeah and so i mean they're totally going to be coming back and they'll be in love and together forever blah 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 but if you didn't know that and you don't know chinese dramas and you're not used to that it's like they're dead and now they're a tree <laughs> what the heck and that's a happy ending because the guys get to stand next to the tree and see the flower <laughs> what well, and, and you know if you know that it's like oh they're they know that the souls of their loved ones are now cultivating and they're going to be back so that's why they're so happy uh <laughs> but if you don't know that it's really confusing mm-hmm. and he, and it's still confusing because it's it's weird just admit it it's weird (laughs) but it is what it is i did love that we saw all of the families come together from all the different realms and truly be happy and be one connected link of well not humanity because they're not all humans but you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah. They just were happy. They were all intermarried. They were just joyful to be together and to be in this place that they made for the sisters to eventually cultivate, hopefully, and how they all came together and planted all the plants. So the, the con- it's not even a country, but the realm could come back alive and yeah by coming back alive, it's more likely that the plants will cultivate and then the tree cultivates and the world is good again. Um, Mm -hmm. So I like that whole scene and like beast prince and her being pregnant. I know. I kind of wanted to see a little puppy. (laughs) (laughs) But there was just so many scenes with characters that I truly had emotionally attached to. 
Yeah. Even the stupid heavenly dad who got ripped of all of his powers, which made him a much better person. Mm -hmm. He had a slot, a very small redemption arc, and he Mm -hmm. was there trying to right the wrongs that he had done. So I, I really liked how that all came. Sometimes I, again, in some shows, it's a little hokey that suddenly there's going to be this great happiness, blah, blah, blah. But I felt it was very sincere with these characters. We got so many layers and info about all of them that it actually mattered that they were all together and happy. And so I like that conclusion. And again, I really wish we would have gotten a 10,000 years from now scene (laughs) and the couples are like together again. I would have liked that 30 seconds really show you couldn't give us 30 seconds but it <laughs> I is mean, what fairy it is. and devil did it i they know give- right <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah but yeah. i was okay i i was expecting to be much more pissed off just from some of the the responses we got <laughs> just mm-hmm. on social media <laughs> yeah. about oh the ending is nightmare i'm like so i didn't know any any spoilers so i was mm. expecting much worse because yeah. i was like oh are they upset because the one girl sacrificed herself and is dead but she's back as a flower so it's okay <laughs> I mean, why is everyone so upset <laughs> well and i liked i mean the ending was very strong like one of the the continuing themes throughout the drama was just how Yuchin and Yetan balance each other through their experiences because like everything he experiences as a shard is kind of her atonement for the stuff that she did when she was in the first heavenly realm and then he was the one that closed the seal originally and now she's the one that cleansed the entire dark area you know so they were they're very much a, a yin and yang story and I liked that it added a lot of strength to the story but yeah it was very unsatisfying for her to come back as a flower for both of them to be a flower and that's it because when they were standing there getting all excited they're like oh something's happening something's happening i wasn't expecting a tree i did not want a tree <laughs> please make the tree something else so yeah for me i'm still looking for that episode 41 that keys was talking about <laughs> i'm sorry to get your hopes up no i just can't count yeah i, I really i just needed to see them as a couple like mm-hmm. two couples enjoying each other like yeah i would i would pay to have that so in my defense i binge like 12 episodes in like a, a little over a day so you know everything blurs when you watch that much show all in one row so all right so overall what did you think of the drama and would you recommend it So even with that ending, I was so sucked into this drama. I I started it actually in person when I was in uh, Portland visiting Drama Geek and K-Muse. Drama Geek put it on Mm. on purpose to drive me That's right. I did. You did. You were like, you have (laughs) to rewatch. I even rewatched a couple episodes for you. (laughs) And then I went back to my hotel room and I binged a whole bunch. And then the next day I watched with K-Muse. And so, and then I like binged like crazy on the airplane on the way home. So it was all you that got me into it to begin with. Um, So yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It it was definitely a fun ride, even, and not just fun. Like there were moments that were just like absolutely heart-wrenching. So it was, I liked it. I actually did just recommend this to somebody who was looking for uh, 
something to binge. I think it's, I, my favorite aspect of it is like, there's two different kind of couples, like two different types of female lead, male lead. Some people, if you don't like the, the main male lead as much in his character type, then you might like the third prince a little bit more and the, all the different characters that are in the drama. There's just, there's a lot of variety for everybody. And then I feel like the characters, their, their arcs throughout the dramas were all really good. And even though I, I do have to say, I did not think the heavenly emperor deserved any kind of redemption arc, but that being said, <laughs> I still think everybody had great character arcs. I think the story was really well written. And besides the last 30 seconds of like, oh, I just wanted more. I still think that it ended well and logical and um, it everything had built up to that. So I was happy with the ending overall for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> And I totally agree with you. It's definitely one of the most well-written fantasy shows that we've watched in a long time. I I really liked it. And I felt that it had some of the best secondary character growth out of any of the Chinese shows we've watched. Often we get really good first main lead character growth, but we got it with every single character in this from the siblings to the friends to the moms, mm-hmm. dads. There was uh, character arcs for all of them and no one was just a token character and so even the coriander seed mm-hmm. <laughs> like who knew she was going to be the the big, the bad, big bad evil yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, but even her her development into the big bad revenge evil mm-hmm. had a lot of like layers to it as to why what happened you can be like oh i understand why she's going scorched earth right now you know yeah. mm-hmm. whether yeah. we agree yeah. with it or not it's like well i understand why she's there yeah and mm-hmm. and so it was really really well written i would love to read the book maybe if i ever find a translated copy or something to buy i would totally buy it and see what's going on so and i have to say same just because the strong writing for a while there i was thinking with the ending which for me, a drama hangs on its ending. If it's not a great ending, I can't in good on good. What's the phrase? Conscience. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Good conscience. Uh-huh. Recommend it <laughs> just because that's so important to me. But yeah, with the understanding, since this is the second Giancha drama that I've watched and now that I understand it, like you were saying, drama geek about the pacing and every, mm-hmm. the expectations and everything, even as unsatisfying as it was to have them come back at flower, as flower spirits, at least they came back. Mm-hmm. and yeah. the strength of the writing is greater than the strength of their budget and <laughs> <laughs> just it's just it's yeah. really good like Kim you said that no character was neglected even at the end you know you still had uh first prince and the snake tribe mother they got together mm-hmm. even because yeah. I remember like my not favorite part mother, was when she was snake not- tribe and like okay so maybe mother of the tribe yeah. She wasn't a mother of anybody. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That, that was her title was Snake <laughs> okay. Tribe Mother. Oh, okay. But yeah, they got together and um, because like one of my favorite parts earlier on was she was like, okay, I'm going to confess to him. And she's like, fight me or marry me. <laughs> so <laughs> he finally caved and married yeah. her. It made me happy. Yeah. So it was just, it is good. No one was neglected. I really, really appreciate that. 
All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than